It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. the time. It is a Wednesday. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Before I get on to the news, got some road issues we have to take care of today and some weather issues as well. So let's go ahead and do this. I put up a couple of things this morning on the Wake Up Wyoming website. Use your app to get there that you want to take a look at. First off, one of them just has to do with the road closures around the state of Wyoming. Now, it, depending on where you are is what kind of weather you got, of course. Everybody got some snow. Every road was impacted and is difficult to drive on right now in the state of Wyoming. I-80, of course, closed. I-25 between Cheyenne and Casper closed. A lot of back highways, especially back highways on the eastern side of Wyoming, closed as well. So just remember that if you're around the Douglas area, Torrington area, places like that. Take a look at the Y.net map, which I keep doing this morning. Uh, right now, if you're in Laramie, there's you're pretty much stuck in Laramie. Places like that are closed. So there's quite a few highways that are just done for a while. And my understanding of the story, and we'll get more into this as the morning goes on with your update, and I've talked to Dayweather about this as well. So we have a problem with wind coming in. Some of you are going to get more snow today. For those of you who are looking at the snow you got yesterday and thinking, well, that wasn't so bad. That's where you were. But there were other people who really got hammered good, and some of you people are still going to get some more snow today. But then also, as the storm moves out, which it is sort of rotating, swirling out, now becomes a problem for the Midwestern states, and then the East Coast gets hammered pretty good. Even some Southern states are going to get it pretty good. So... As it rotates out, it brings wind in with it and a lot of cold air. Have you noticed how light and fluffy the snow was? Yeah, it really is just a light and fluffy. In fact, I was talking with Drew, the guy who does the morning show on the country station. He's up the hallway with me. We both noticed the same thing. We both get up really early in the morning. I get here about 2, 2.30 in the morning. He comes in about uh, 3.30. And we both had taken our brushes to wipe off the windshield, and it was just lighter than cotton. And so we did the same thing. I just went ahead and brushed off the sides of my car. didn't take much to do it. Turned on my windshield wipers and called it good. And I don't normally do this, but any snow that was on my roof or hood of my car, that's going to blow off. Sure enough, I'd gone like about a block, and it all just kind of went right off. That's how light and powdery it is. Still, though, danger to drivers will get compacted down. So here comes that wind. Here come the snowdrifts. And that's going to impact a lot of the roads that are closed right now. So, yeah, I-25, again, between Casper and Cheyenne, I-80, Cheyenne to Rock Springs. And then you just need to go to the YDOT website. If you go to the link that I provided for you on Wake Up. Wyoming this morning, you'll see the YDOT map, but you can also click and take a look at the latest app. And of course, YDOT has an app for you to show you where the roads are. And I also like using their cameras. 
as the sun comes up this morning, I'm going to start using your cameras on highways to see exactly what the impact is. So that's where we are right now with the weather and keep you up to date on how it moves out of the area. There's a couple of stories on the website this morning. Now, this one I thought was interesting. So on Monday in Gillette, Wyoming, they declared, the city declared a level one snow emergency. Does not restrict travel, however, citizens should expect road conditions to be hazardous and so on. Today, level two, effective at 5.15 a.m. this morning, level two snow emergency advises against non-emergency travel in the city of Gillette. Citizens driving through a level two snow emergency may encounter roads that are impassable, may likely interfere with snow storm damage as well, and they have a problem with getting some emergency services out as well. All city facilities are closed for business. Level 2 snow emergency, although city facilities are closed, it's responsibility of each citizen, they say, to determine whether their employer is open for business or not. But they're just advising people, just don't travel today. So that's the city of Gillette right now. And I know a lot of other... Oh, let me call this one up here, too. This guy is a listener to the show and has called in on occasion. Someone who travels around the state of Wyoming on business spends a lot of windshield time. Tim Hartman. Morning, Tim. He posted this on his social media. Drove from Great Falls, Montana to Casper, Wyoming, where I-25 is shut down. Normally an eight-hour drive took around 10. Really sketchy from Buffalo to Casper. I was surprised it was open. Thankful for Glenrock Baptist for letting me stay in their excellent guest room. Hopefully I-25 will reopen soon. And he has a picture of the little guest room they let him stay in. But basically, he's a stuck traveler. And as a stuck traveler, the church there decided to give him a place to stay. And I would bet that there's a lot of stuck travelers right now. So that's the situation we're in. And you will get road updates throughout the morning. Now, this continues also for the next couple of days. For those people on the east side of Wyoming, we're not done yet. Uh, snow on and off over the next couple of days. Wind does come blowing in and keeps all of those snow drifts moving around. So for YDOT trying to keep the roads clear, you know what that does. And you know what that does for hazardous road conditions, which is why, once again, they're saying if you're in those areas, not unless you really have to. Don't go out unless you really got to go out. Now, we get into this weekend. According to day weather, as we get into the weekend, it's just cold. That's the way Don Day was explaining it to me yesterday on this program. It's just going to be cold this weekend. So we will have a chance to clean up, and it will be on the breezy and windy side, but just cold. Oh, here's my sister from Lake Wales. I got to figure out where I keep my coat before the storm comes. Probably need gloves, too. Well, actually, sister dear, yeah, what we have here is heading your way. So, yeah, temperatures, I, it's going to be a slow go. This thing has been moving really slow. That's what really caused problems in Wyoming and all of the poor folks over in South Dakota, Nebraska. They really got hammered, even though parts of eastern Wyoming got it pretty good. The South Dakota really got hammered and is still. They're not done with this yet. So this sucker is slow moving and heading your way, sister dear. 
So when it gets to you, I don't know what that's going to look like. Probably more rain. You're not going to get snow out of this, but you should probably get some rain out of this. And temperatures will drop uh, quite a bit by Florida standards. I will give Florida, having grown up there this much, you see people in Florida putting on a heavy coat in weather that we here in Wyoming wouldn't even think to put a coat on in. The difference is the humidity. Because here in Wyoming, it's a very dry cold. And so oftentimes, if the sun is shining and there's no wind, and I've done this myself. I mean, it's like 10 degrees out, but there's no wind and the sun is shining, and I'm standing outside in a T-shirt. Yeah, but then the key there is, and there's no wind. As soon as the slightest little breeze kicks up, oh, forget it. We're all inside. 615, wake up Wyoming. Have you missed your favorite? By letting you vent. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Six eighteen to time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, so Senator Barrasso of Wyoming did a good thing the other day. This is really cornering somebody. I enjoyed this. I'm going to play the audio for you on this. Here is a committee meeting of some kind, and John Barrasso was talking to a Biden administration official, and this has to do with energy. Okay, And Barrasso wants to know in which case was the president lying. Pick one. He was talking to the Deputy Secretary of Interior, Tommy Bordeaux. And I think this is a great I – mean, when people say contradictory things, it's easy to corner them. So it's too bad, kind of. I look at the next presidential run, and I don't think Joe Biden will run next time around for various reasons. But wouldn't it be great to get him in a debate and corner him on this? You said something contradictory. That means one of the two is a lie. Which one is a lie? In June of this year, President Biden said, quote, Republicans falsely claim that I'm blocking production on federal lands. He says, but again, that's nonsense. Well, I'm a Republican and I do claim that he is blocking production on federal lands. Last month, President Biden said something different. He said, no more drilling. There is no more drilling. Joe Biden, when was he lying? Which was the lie? Because clearly the president is lying. Which one? That's a great question there. So one of the two is a lie. We're allowing drilling or we're not doing any more drilling. It depends on which one the president was talking to. When he was in front of people who were demanding more drilling, he was saying, but we are. And when he was in front of his constituents in New York trying to, well, win support for fellow Democrats, but we've stopped. We're not drilling anymore. So which one is the lie? One of those is. Now, this poor fellow here is trying to find his way around answering this. And this is, it really gets to be a tough call for anyone who has to defend a politician when the politician is obviously lying. He says, so, Senator, I think, as you know, production on public lands onshore and offshore has not stopped. In fact, this administration production levels, and this is just the EIA information, has increased on public lands to over a billion barrels a year. Well, let's take a look here. Did you know that here in the state of Wyoming, along with some other states, our own governor 
is suing the Biden administration over canceling leases. There's that. There's also, and you keep hearing this from the Biden administration, well, there's all these leases that the oil company has. How come they're not doing anything with them? Well, the answer to that is between about a decade's worth of paperwork, you get a lease to drill somewhere. Now manage the bureaucracy. Work your way through the bureaucracy. That's going to take about a decade. Then the environmental groups come along and start to sue as well. So just because someone has a lease, there's no guarantee they're going to be able to use a lease. But again, remember the Biden administration also canceled a bunch of leases. But this is where Barrasso goes back and says, so then the president, and remember what, what this bureaucrat said. So, Senator, I think, as you know, production on public lands, both onshore and offshore, has not stopped. So then Barrasso answers, so then the president is lying when he says there's no more drilling. There is no more drilling. That's a direct lie into the camera to the American people by the president of the United States. Now, here again, this is where Barrasso has the guy. I'm going to play this again so you can hear. In fact, I think what I'll do here is played in its entirety so you can hear everything in context. And it is a great question. You can't have it both ways, which means one of it is one of these two. Mr. Bojo, in is June alive. of this year, President Biden said, quote, Republicans falsely claim that I'm blocking production on federal lands. He says, but again, that's nonsense. Well, I'm a Republican and I do claim that he is blocking production on federal lands. Last month, President Biden said something different. He said, no more drilling. There is no more drilling. Joe Biden, when was he lying? Which was the lie? Because clearly the president is lying. Which one? So, Senator, I think, as you know, production on public lands, both onshore and offshore, has not stopped. In fact, uh, in this administration, production at levels, and this is just EIA information has increased uh, on public lands to over uh, a billion barrels a year. And so there has been no uh, attempt by the administration to block or stop or impede production on public lands. So then the president is lying when he says no more drilling, there is no more drilling. That's a direct lie into the camera to the American people by the president of the United States. So, I don't, you know, I can't comment on a quote sort of out of context, but it, uh, clearly there is ongoing drilling on public lands uh, as well as uh, production. So he, the best he's got there, I, I can't comment on something out of context there. Well, the context to it is really clear. I mean, absolutely clear on that. So which one is it the president is lying somewhere? Glad Barrasso did that. But let's back up a little bit to something I've been saying about Biden for decades. I have been picking on this guy for many years. Now, he became a senator back in the 70s during the Carter administration. He has been in politics. Biden has been in politics ever since. During that time, he was picked on by a lot of people, including the news media, for being caught in a multitude of lies he oftentimes says foolish things, things that are just untrue, flat-out lies. Okay, So he's always been an ignorant, lying fool. And even, I remember, Robin Williams was on The Tonight Show. I forget, was it Johnny Carson who was talking to or somebody else? But he, was, he uh, 
had a whole routine on Joe Biden, and this was decades ago. So many comedians, many Robin Williams actually did that on stage too. Many comedians have had routines where they picked on Biden because he was low-hanging fruit, yet somehow this guy continued to get elected. Now, add to that the early stages of dementia, and we've really got a problem. But he just continues to make things up, say whatever seems to be convenient at the time. Now, I'm glad Barrasso called him out, and I'm sure news media organizations will pick up on this and call it out. But not, of course, I don't expect CNN to carry this. MSNBC, you're not going to see this in the New York Times, et cetera, et cetera. You know the news organizations, they'll never touch something like this, which if they really were honest news organizations and wanted to cover the whole story and the truth, they would. Because, yeah, the, the president contradicted himself. And they would be. It wouldn't be just the one reporter from Fox News. It would be other reporters as well during the daily press briefing. Excuse me, which story is true because the president said something contradictory which means that one of the two is a lie he either lied here or there but there's a lie here which one is it which one's the truth and which one's the lie and make the press secretary squirm especially because it's not just some fox news reporter asking the question but let's see cbs and nbc and msnbc and cnn and etc etc all the other print organizations. Let's see them actually ask the question, but they won't. Jim and Casper, production and drilling are two different things. Production is how much oil is coming out of the existing wells, and drilling is new wells. Hate to say it, it, it is as if the actual comment is, uh, I'm reading this wrong, I'm sorry. It's, uh, hate to say it, it's that the actual comment is the truth. Hmm. Either you wrote it wrong or I'm reading it wrong, but I understand what you're saying, Jim. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, Jim. The the point of it is they've given out some leases. They've also canceled some leases with the Biden administration. And so, yeah, these oil companies have these leases. And you'll hear the Biden administration say, well, then how come they're not using them? Because you won't let them. You gave them the leases. Now they got to go get the permits. And again, that's about a decade's worth of bureaucracy. Remember, I've told you guys before, this was back when Joe Biden was debating Sarah Palin and during for the vice presidential position. And Sarah said, drill, baby, drill. And Biden laughed and said, that doesn't make sense. I mean, it, you find oil somewhere, it takes, it takes a decade to get to it. It only takes a decade to get to it because government interference and all of these environmental activists constantly suing as well. So between the two, it can take far more than a decade. But as we saw in North Dakota, when they had their big oil boom, that happened pretty much overnight. That oil boom was an overnight massive oil boom that Obama tried to take credit for. But it happened despite Obama because it was happening on private land, which means this entire permitting process that these companies get caught up in, well, they couldn't touch it lawsuits didn't mean anything either so they were able to get at the oil overnight they found it quickly they were drilling within a couple of months that's all it really takes to get all of this done and we could be doing that right now but anyway to senator barrasso good one well played 
Coming up on some local business we have to take care of news time. Right after that, an update on your weather forecast, which, again, for some of Wyoming, you're not out of this yet. Others, the cleanup begins. Morning, Grandpa Rich. Coming up on 6.30, Wake Up Wyoming. is on the air. Sorry, but we had a budget. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. 6.36 to time. Wake up, Wyoming. Just to repeat myself here. you got to hear an update extended from day weather in just a moment on weather conditions. But if you're especially in the eastern part of Wyoming, some of you are still getting some snow. That could last for a little while here. Wind will be picking up for you guys as well. That means a lot of snow drifts. You know the drill. A lot of highways closed in Wyoming right now, mainly on the eastern side of the state. Of course, I-80 closed from Cheyenne way over to, you know, Rock Springs. But, I mean, it's just a long stretch of it. But up and down the east side of Wyoming, yeah, I-25 closed from... Cheyenne up to Casper. There it's spotty after that as to what is open and closed, not just on the interstates, but on the uh, back highways as well. It can be really spotty, but a lot of stuff is just closed right now, and the snow drifts are going to continue to keep a lot of that closed. All right, got to give credit to the Babylon Bee on this one. This is good stuff. Babylon Bee headline, Elon Musk buys Santa's workshop, releases emails showing how naughty and nice lists were created. <laughs> See, these guys are better than the Onion News right now, and I've always loved Onion News. So, okay, Elon Musk finalizes the purchase of Santa's workshop this week and immediately released the internal emails which show how the naughty and nice list were created. Quote, after buying Twitter, I wanted to try my hand at supporting the cause I really believe in, Musk said. But after finding out reindeer can't live in sub-Arctic temperatures... I decided to do some digging to find out what else they've been lying about. In an in-depth report, slowly reveals that as fast as a reporter kid, Matt Tibby, could tweet, has revealed key conversations between Santa and his elves that demonstrate a lack of concern for personal privacy and human rights issues. The findings also confirm Santa Claus who was previously said to make toys for all the world's children with the aid of Christmas magic, actually funds the whole operation by blackmailing wealthy politicians. The more I learn, the worse it gets, Musk tweeted, just hours after gaining access to the Santa's web surveillance. <laughs> you can imagine how big that must look if you're going to do the whole world. But anyway, the world should know the truth of what's been happening at the North Pole. Musk initially tried to back out of the deal, citing lack of transparency by Santa Claus. Elon's subsequent trips to the North Pole have also provided much-needed context surrounding Musk's information, um, infamous devil champion outfit, which he says was never a fun Halloween costume. Sources show and confirm it to be a costume made of armor designed to withstand the attacks of mystical Elvis people who are indigenous to the region. It's also well-suited for sub-Arctic temperatures. 
publishing time, both Tooth Fairy uh, has to adjust her tooth currency exchange for inflation, presumably spooked by the revelation of impropriety at Santa's workshop. See, this is what I mean by when it comes right down to it, Babylon B is about the best satire since Onion News. In fact, I think they're surpassing Onion News at this time. Morning, Dave, Dave's and Casper. Biden, in fact, may actually uh, may actually is lying. Biden can't remember what he said an hour ago, let alone weeks or days apart. Here's the thing, Dave. This is why I was putting it all together. Again, I've spent a well decades picking on Joe Biden when he was a senator because he was low-hanging fruit. In fact, I often felt lazy when I was picking on Joe Biden on air because, well, if I needed material to fill the day, what was Joe Biden doing? What, what's the latest thing Biden said? He was so easy to pick on because he's always been, I'm, I'm just going to say it, stupid, ignorant, and a liar. He's always been that. And somehow he's gotten away with it and keeps getting reelected. Now add the early stages of dementia to that, and what do we have? Right. And then he's surrounded by people who are every bit as bad, and some of them even more toxic than him. So they have the opportunity to take advantage and work from behind the scenes. And so when Biden does something dishonest, they can go ahead and blame Biden for it because he's the president when there's a lot of people behind the string, uh, behind the scenes pulling the strings on Biden. How much worse could this possibly get? Yeah, I, I really, I look at who we now have as president. And I have to say to the Democrat Party, I, look, I understand you hated Trump, but this was your solution? You didn't want to vote for Trump. Okay, you hate the guy. I get it. Fine. Biden was your solution? And a lot of people voted for this. And what gets me is there's still some people who actually, very few, who actually support the guy. Very few. 642. Let's talk to Dayweather, find out how we're getting out of this weather mess. Wake up, Wyoming. Your Dayweather, he talks to you, not at you. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up, Wyoming on K2 Radio. Six forty-eight is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino's waiting by. So, Frank, our good friend down the hallway there, Sean, also known as DJ Nike, yeah. is asking a question. Okay. When it comes to winter time, have Wyoming nights gone soft? No. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. No, okay. why, why? Why would he think? Well, that? he says that because we've had sort of you know like a mild uh, opening to the season right? up until okay. the, the yesterday until and today. Yesterday. And some people are still experiencing the weather today. It's not so much where we are, but there's parts of Wyoming that are still going through it right now. But he was saying that look, uh, we've had a couple of mild winters. He heard people starting to complain when the first snowstorm hit, which wasn't much. Uh, people complain when the first snowstorm hits every year. Oh, okay. And it, and it, it, it's, it's a rude awakening. You know, yeah. like what? Who? Huh? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay, okay. So the answer is no. We're not soft. N- not soft. Okay, because no. that's what he was asking. Because he said he figured he might get in. He told me yesterday, I'm going to write this article. I'm probably going to get in trouble for this. 
But, you know, maybe I think that there's people on social media who just like to complain. Yeah, all. So as soon as something changes in the weather, they're going to get online and start complaining about it rather than just dealing. Yeah, and, and people will complain about this. If they, if they say we're going to get 5 inches and we get 15, like, <laughs> okay. And, and then if they say we're going to get 15, we only get 5. Right. <laughs> well, now, what gets me is if you talk to, I talk to Don Day from Day Weather every single day, and oftentimes people blame him. Well, this is not what the weather said. Well, first off, he often gets it right, so you probably yeah. weren't listening. Right. But he, Don Day will also say it's weather. So, you know, you've got to take this with this is what we mm-hmm. think is going to happen, but who knows? We're going to have to wait till it happens. I would say that the Wyoming folks will deal with it okay. as they always do. Right. Some of it, you know, it, it takes them a little bit. Right. But you know what? If you think you're soft at the start, you won't be in the second day. Not really. No, no. All, the, all those skills will kick in again and yeah. going, okay, we're, we're we ready. It. Now, the only complaining that I really think is legit is when winter goes long oh. and people are finally going, okay. Enough already. Yeah. You get, you get to stir crazy, you know, yes. uh, you're in your yeah. house the whole time. You're, yeah. Oh, no, I, I agree. I'm, I'm with you the whole way. Major League Baseball, Cheyenne native Brandon Nimmo finally got a big money contract as he re-up with the New York Mets for eight years worth $162 million. He was a first-round draft pick for the Mets back in 2011 after a great career with the Cheyenne Post 6 American Legion team. This past season, he had 274 with 16 home runs and scored 102 times, which is a career best. Plus, he's turned into a solid center fielder defensively so he is going to get paid he'll make 18.25 million in 2023 and 20.25 million from 2024 through 2030 college track and field casper native and kelly walsh grad cam burkett was named the mountain west freshman of the week burkett threw 57 and a half 57 and a half inch in the shot put at a meet last week against the south dakota school of mines burkett holds the uw freshman record already at 57 feet five and a half inches and also owns the wyoming high school overall record with in the shot put at 65 feet 10 and a quarter inches the high school wrestling season kicked off over the weekend with more than a few big tournaments the charlie lake tournament at cheyenne east over the weekend was just huge and they included a field of 76 wrestlers on the girls side girls wrestling is a sanctioned sport this year and interest is high to say the least on the boys side of that charlie lake cheyenne central had three champions 120 pounder wyatt weiss 182 pounder jack ring and 220 pounder keegan bartlett paul also had their season opening meet with Natrona having four guys placing second. Tristan Trombley at 113. Jamison Simons had 132. Bo Russell at 152. And Noah Sides at 195. In the National Hockey League, the Colorado Avalanche beat Philadelphia last night 3-2 as Arturi Lekkinen had a shorthanded goal and an assist. The Avs, who are the defending state uh, Stanley Cup champions, are 15-10-2. They will host Buffalo tomorrow in Denver. Juco basketball, the Casper College women are 12-1. They're rated 10th in the country after three wins in the Gillette Tournament and a victory over the Wyoming All-Stars this last week. T-Birds will be in Las Vegas for a tournament on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to meet Southern Idaho, Utah State, Eastern, and Salt Lake Community College. Casper College men are 11-4 after a loss to Trinidad and a win over North Platte at the NJC Tournament in Sterling. The LCCC women from Cheyenne, they've won eight in a row. They sit at 12-3 after victories over two club teams from Colorado. Their next game will be January the 6th against Otero. Same thing for the Golden Eagle men who won't play until after the new year. Guys are 7-5 on the year after a loss to NJC and a win over Lamar in Sterling, Colorado. That's it in Okay, so I'm going to ask if you want to get in on something here. See, Miss Mary, the same person that brought baby goats in diapers to our station, yes. Miss Mary, 
we have a gentleman who's the broadcast announcer coming on at 820 for Ice Wars. Oh, oh they're, they're having that in Cheyenne. Yes, they are. And I was wondering if you'd like to come in the studio and join us. I'll, I'll, I'll be here for okay, that one. Okay, basically, oh, thank you, Frank, because I'm looking at a video of this right now. Basically, it's hockey. Just take away the actual hockey and get right to the fight. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why? Interrupt a perfectly good fight with a hockey match. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, that's um, when they say you know like there, there was a fight in a hockey game. <laughs> that's broke exactly up. <laughs> right. Skip the hockey match. Let's get right down to why everybody's here. This yes. is brilliant. Okay, eight twenty. Yeah. I'll remind you. Okay. All right. Thank you, Frank. This is going to be great. Now I'm just watching a video on this again. Forget the hockey match. We're just going to get some guys on skates and hockey uniforms. Just going to get out there on the ice, beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> uh, score another one for Miss Mary. Local business, news time, weather forecast, wake up my own. Far as I'm Seven oh six. It is a Wednesday. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So I just heard from some people on more of the western side of the state that didn't get a whole lot of snow during this past snow event. And in fact, what was one of them? Centennial? Yeah, Mark from Centennial. Well, you guys did pretty good over there. There's people on the eastern side of the state have got a lot of winds, blowing snow. Now, just a quick update because I'm looking at it right now. I do have the Y-Dot map in front of me. And I have some stories on the Wake Up Wyoming site that you can take a look at. Miss Mary will alert them out today as well. But it looks at the map and what's going to happen with the weather. As we get out of the storm, and it's slowly rotating and moving out toward the east. But right now, still, according to Y-Dot, from Cheyenne up to Casper, I-25 is closed. And then from Cheyenne way on over to Rock Springs, I-80 is closed. And a lot of roads in between as well. Just depends on where you are. But a lot of those roads are either closed or use extreme caution. And Gillette has a level two snow warning now. And they're just asking people, unless you really got to, please don't go out in Gillette. It's very difficult for emergency services and snowplows and so on. So for Gillette, the city's just asking, could you just not today? While they try to clean up this mess. But again, wind, snow drift, stuff like that. We'll keep you posted on all that. All right. If there was any time that I need to fire this, it's now. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. I have always been a word person, and that's since I was a kid. You know, I've loved reading things and speaking, and now as an adult, do it as a profession. Between books that I write and speaking engagements and a radio show and so on. Video production. 
television, audio productions on words are what I do. So I pay close attention to the meanings of words and hate it when people screw up the language. I've often hated it when the dictionary goes along when people are mispronouncing a word or misusing a word and the dictionary just gives in. Well, I guess that's what it means now. Instead of saying to these people, you're wrong and holding the line. Dictionary has gotten worse and worse and worse. The one, to me, happened. the last straw happened a long time ago, but it was just within the past couple of years that they decided that irregardless is a word. The word is regardless. I've heard people all my life say irregardless, and I pointed out to them, the word is regardless. There's no eerie there. But then finally the dictionary said, ah, enough people say it. It's a word now. What's the point of the dictionary, right? It's getting worse than that because they start now for political and social reasons. Your dictionary is going woke. The latest one is if you take a look at what is a woman. This is the Oxford English Dictionary. If you go take a look at the definition of man and woman, and they're going woke with the definition. Yeah, rather than just holding the line and sticking to biological facts and science, they're going to go woke with the definition of this. Okay, well, do you remember, for those who read it, George Orwell's 1984? Now, not the main character himself, but one of the main character's friends worked in a division where their job was the dictionary. And they were constantly throwing out words, but also inventing new words and also redefining words. They were doing it for political reasons. They were doing it for social reasons. They were doing it to manipulate the people. Now, you've also seen this if you go to countries like, well, North Korea, for example, the old Soviet Union, China, places like that. Oh, they've always done that with their languages. That's part of where George Orwell got the idea. He took a look at socialism way back when he wrote 1984 and realized this is what they do. They'll manipulate the language to get the result that they want. And so now we have the Oxford English Dictionary. This is not the only one. I mean, messing with the definition of what is a man, what is a woman, instead of sticking with biology, they're now, again, going to get politically correct and woke about. That's not the only word they do that with as well. I could probably go through a list here of words that they've started to redefine because, well, it doesn't fit what the current uh, political and social climate is rather than just sticking with the meaning of it. Now, at this point, I've already said this before. I did this actually a couple of years ago. Well, I did it when irregardless came out. That's it. I'm done with these people. But I also notice other words that they manipulated for, again, political, social gain. And if you're going to manipulate the language on me, then as far as I'm concerned, what's the point of the dictionary anymore? Why should I trust you? So I decided the only thing – this is the only way I could use a dictionary, which we do need to use them. If you want to know how to spell a word and what a definition is and so on, I'm just going to have to refer to older dictionaries. And you can still find them either in 
paper form or online. You can go ahead and search old dictionaries online as long as they keep them up there. Oh, at some point, they're probably going to get canceled too. But there's old dictionaries out there that you can still go grab online and search for and find the words. Let me see. Irregardless was added to the dictionary in 1912. Irregardless? Really? Because there was, I, okay, Ms. Mary says irregardless was added to the dictionary in 1912. Okay. Because there was, Ms. Mary, a dictionary that did it recently within the past couple of years. That's the one I'm referring for. I did not know about the 1912 one, but the one that did it just a couple of years ago. And I forget if that was Webster's or some other dictionary. But, yeah, that's, uh, <clears throat> for the longest time, there were dictionaries that just said regardless and never used irregardless. Do you know which dictionary did that in 1912? Okay, because there's different. There's also different versions of the dictionary, too. Oxford English and Webster's and many other different versions of dictionaries out there as well. But again, the word is regardless. And it just gets me that they just caved in on that one. But it's not even so much that. It's the manipulation of the language for political gain. Here's one. Now, the dictionary hasn't done this yet, but I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for them to do this. It's going to happen. I've heard people for many years say things like, well, health care is a right. Okay, Mary says Oxford English Dictionary wrote irregardless back in 1912. She's going to go look up Webster's. Thank you, Mary. Because, again, it was just a, a year or two ago that another dictionary started to use irregardless. They refused to until just recently. And that was uh, Webster's was 1961. Really? Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So where did that story come from? I'll have to look it up, Mary. There was somebody who did it like a year or two ago, and it made news because I was on the air griping about it. Hmm. Well, this still, for me, now that makes me wonder, Mary, how far back do I have to go to get a dictionary that's not, well, and it's not so much words like irregardless, which annoy me, but it's the manipulation of words. And that's really what I'm focusing in on here. Let me go back to one that's, that I know it's coming. I know this is coming if it hasn't already. I've heard many times people say, healthcare is a right. And I correct them and say, no, a right is not a product or a service that you get from the government. Now, when they argue the point with me, I say to them, fine, then give me my free gun because I have a right to bear arms. That means I get a free gun, right? Huh? If, that, if that's what a right is, I never get my free gun. But at some point, they're going to manipulate the word right to mean that, oh, yeah, it's a product or a service you get from the government. My main complaint is I'm watching now as uh, dictionaries are getting more politically correct and more woke language in there instead of sticking with an actual definition of a word – and that kind of manipulation goes right back to George Orwell's 1984, again, and also Communist China, the Soviet Union, North Korea, Cuba, other countries like that, where they actually get a hold of their dictionary and manipulate it for political reasons, for social reasons. That's more than anything what bothers me, and I'm starting to see this leaking into the dictionary now, which makes me not trust what's going on.
in the same way that I didn't trust Twitter for the longest time, and we can now see why, in the same way that I don't trust a lot of news outlets for what they say, how they manipulate the language, how they manipulate the news stories. I have serious trust issues for very good reason. 717 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio. It's the time. It's Wake Up My Own. Let me see Shane and Casey. We should all give our friends and families the book 1984 for Christmas this year. Yeah, or a copy of Atlas Shrugged would be pretty good, too. Red and Casper, language change. Even the Hebrew and Bible words change meaning. Well, here's what I've always argued about that, Red. And I know a lot of people disagree with me on that, Red. But listen carefully to this. There was a time, and it wasn't long ago. I mean, our founding fathers, for that matter. There was a time... And let's, Red, stick to the English language, just for that sake, okay? And so when someone would write a word down, they would write a word down based on how they heard it. And they would spell it phonetically. If you read the the writings of our founding fathers, they just spelled phonetically the way they thought the word sounded. And oftentimes that means people would get it wrong. And as for what a word meant... Well, that's however they heard it to mean, and so it was all confusing. Then one day, someone had this brilliant idea. What if we make an official guide to words? And so that's going to stop all of this confusion. So if you wanted to write a word, you could look it up. You could see how the word was correctly spelled. This is the official spelling of that word. And here's what that word means. There. So when people say, well, the language evolves, yeah, but it won't anymore. That'll solve that problem. We will forever know how a word is spelled, how it's supposed to sound, and what it means. Done. See, that's the purpose of the dictionary. But then the dictionary started to bob and weave and flow, and now... Misspellings of words are added to the dictionary. Mispronunciations of words are added to the dictionary. Misdefinitions of words are added to the dictionary. Doesn't that put us right back where we started from? So then, Red, what's the purpose of the dictionary anymore? Now, here's one I think is funny. To me, this is irony. I was pointing out that the dictionary is going woke which is disturbing to me because now people that write the dictionary are adding in definitions based on politics and social ideas rather than what the word really means, right? That's manipulation. That's outright manipulation. But sometimes it's just funny. Let's take a look at the word woke. In the way that the woke crowd intended it, they intended it to mean, well, I, I woke up, I realized the world around me, and I realized all of the injustice of the world, and I woke up to those injustices, and now that I see clearly, I, I'm woke, and, and therefore I'm going to fight these evil things. That's what they meant by woke. It was supposed to be someone who uh, intellectually and also morally 
had their eyes opened, and now their job was to educate the rest of us. And one way or another, they're going to wake us up too. That was their idea. Unfortunately, the people who started the whole woke movement were just a bunch of idiots. Let's just come out and say it. Just a bunch. Man, do they have some stupid, insane ideas. So one day I was sort of uh, fiddling around on YouTube, just looking for interesting things to talk about, right? And I came across, because I typed in woke to see what I would get. And somebody had put together a compilation of just a bunch of stupid people saying and doing really stupid things. And he's, he titled it Woke People, you know, something about how stupid they were. But, you know, woke people saying idiotic things, stuff like that, you know. And I realized now woke means stupid. Woke is a certain kind of stupid. And so there are people in the woke movement who now get offended when they're called woke because the word has evolved to be the, a new kind, a specific type, not just your average stupid. It's a specific kind of ignorance and stupidity. But in general, I also noticed there were other videos out there that just showed dumb people doing dumb things and saying dumb things. And they were also called woke. And I thought, oh, so now we've evolved even more. Now we've evolved to the point that woke just means stupid people. Well, that didn't go well. They probably should have defined the word properly in the dictionary so people knew what it actually meant. Uh, Robin and Casper, since when is it acceptable to say he pleaded guilty? I always learned that the tense of plead are plead and pled. Uh, yet reporters speak. Well, I was talking to someone about this yesterday, Robin. I'm running out of time here. But when I started in the radio business, I had someone. This is how the conversation got started yesterday. Someone turned to me and said, wow, you really got quite the radio voice there. Do you have to have that kind of a voice to get into business? And I said, not really. No, that's just refined. When I got into the business, the person that hired me started to clean up my language the way I enunciated. I'm not perfect, but he really cleaned it up. For example, the radio station that I first started on was an easy listening station, Easy 99. And I was saying 99. And he said, 90? How do you spell the word? Well, you don't spell it with the letter D, do you? It's 99. Oh, to enunciate, to understand the proper meaning of words when using them. That's part of what has always been, well, throughout my career, part of what broadcasters are taught, how to properly use the language. Not just so we're understood, but so we don't sound like a bunch of idiots. Part of the reason that I get picky about words like that, because it's been my entire life between writing and radio and other public speaking, you see why this kind of stuff irritates me. Back to the main point, though. Please, can we not go woke with dictionary or stupid, in other words? Let's wake up, Wyoming. You roam with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio.
736 of time. Wake up, Wyoming. Since I was talking about words, my concern was that dictionaries are now getting politically incorrect, uh, politically correct, if you will, and woke and changing the meanings of words for political and social engineering. And that's a really great concern to me. So I love this handle. You can, when you use the Wake Up Wyoming app to text me, yeah, on your Wake Up Wyoming app, free to download at your app store, hit chat, and you can send me a text message. Some people like to use their real name. Some people put in like an old CB handle kind of a thing. Sage Grouch <laughs> from Gillette. He said, as I understand it, Noah Webster compiled his late 18th, 19th century dictionary. So the words of the founding documents of this country would have concrete, unchanged meaning. That was to prevent the government from changing the definitions of words, what the Constitution really means and how it works. Interesting. I like that story. I will go look that up to see if that's the case. But again, that was the original idea of the dictionary. Every time I have this discussion, people say, but language evolves. That was the problem that the dictionary was meant to solve. And it worked until they just started flowing the language like reeds in the wind. Every time people started to misuse or misspell or mispronounce a word or use it out of its definition, well, I guess we'll add that now. And we're right back where we started from. The whole thing's useless now. So let's go back to George Orwell's 1984. Because, again, my main concern here is the fact that the dictionary is now being pushed by a specific political and social agenda. So I looked up George Orwell's 1984. The ministry that I was looking for is the Ministry of Truth, which, of course, being Orwellian, it's exactly the opposite of that. When you read 1984, you realize the Ministry of Truth is all about lies. That's the purpose of the ministry, the latest lie. And the lie will change and evolve. As you read 1984, you find what you believed yesterday and you were told that you better believe it or else. That was yesterday, though. Today, they need you to believe something different. So they act like yesterday never happened, and you better not remember yesterday because this is today. That's what the Ministry of Truth did. And they had a dictionary, news speak. The language whittles down traditional English one word at a time, also invents new words, redefines old words. It was the party's intention in the book that language becomes so minimal that no one is capable of thinking anything other than what the party wants them to think. And that can be very much the same way. I mean, if you... Just speaking the way you normally speak, the way you were raised to speak, the words that you understand them, that you grew up with them, but you misuse a word or a phrase around the wrong people and watch them freak out, and they're going to try to cancel you. That's another word that's got a different meaning today, but you understand what they mean. Well, we're going to cancel you. You know, social outcast. You're going to lose your job, et cetera, et cetera. So you better use the definitions that today's current woke crowd and politicians and so on want you to – the news media, you have to say it the way they say it. 
Don't you dare say things that you used to say because those words are offensive now. And you have to use the meanings and the pronouns, for that matter, that they use or else. But then just as you get it all defined, so I have to speak this way now in order to be accepted? Well, hang on. Don't memorize that stuff. Because uh, in the next year or so, they're going to reuse those words. They're going to reinvent those words because it's going to be offensive to somebody. So, yes, your dictionary is going woke, which is why the best I can think Look up dictionary in the dictionary, says Chet and Yoder. The best I could think of this is the only solution I have at the, at the moment, unless I wanted to sit down and write a whole new dictionary, which I am not going to do. But... I would love to – well, I can find – not just online, but old dictionaries that were printed way back that have original definitions in them. So if I ever need to look something up, I can go back to that because I certainly don't want to start using words the way they're being redefined today. I'm just simply not going to play that game. I'm not. All right. Some Wyoming highways are, well, quite a few stretches of Wyoming highways are closed down today. Certain parts of Wyoming are still getting hammered by the storm. Time to get day weather on the line. Let's wake up, Wyoming. It's a beautiful 888-97-WOODS or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 7.45 is the time off. We go to talk to Don. What's old day weather? So, Don, I got up this morning. I took a look at the Dot map, and I thought, wow, what a mess. Yes, and that's the exact term you need to describe it this morning. Yeah, okay. Now, this is uh, from Cheyenne up I-25 to Casper, but I would caution people going past Casper, too. We go to the east side, all of those back highways over there sketchy, be careful. And of course, I-80 is closed, Don. I mean, obviously. Yeah, and that was one of the harder hit areas. Cheyenne, all the way to Rock Springs, currently closed both directions. Rolling closures flanking that uh, uh, stretch of road there, the eastbound into Nebraska and I-80 closed. Roads that are open still need to take it easy. If they're not closed altogether, they're going to be very slick or drifted over pretty good. Okay, so we, we got some uh, wind coming in patience. though, right? With What's this that? with this wind coming in, doesn't that mean that this kind of even though we don't some places don't get a whole lot more snow, new snow, but here comes the wind. So doesn't that keep some of these roads closed for a while longer? They likely will. Yes. In fact, going forward, the main impact will be some additional snow. I would say I ninety areas east of Buffalo towards Gillette, heading into the Black Hills. Probably going to be one of the harder hit areas for additional snow today, everyone. It's going to vary maybe an inch to up to a couple, three inches in central, east central areas of the state. But uh, yeah, the winds are going to stay strong. Northwest gusts at least over 40. We could likely see gusts still over 50 along and east of I-25. So it, it's still going to be a mess even if the snow ends later on today. Now, of course, what everybody wants to know is now that we've had the storm come through and this is the final stages of it, which is going to keep us miserable for a couple of days anyway. What's our exit strategy here? How do we get back to nice days? Well, we're just going to have to wait a while because okay. we've got a cold northerly pattern that's going to stick around. It's going to drop another disturbance tomorrow. Give at least the mountain areas a chance for scattered snow showers. And even if you don't get snow, it's going to stay cold and blustery. 
may not be necessarily until the weekend before we can actually break out the sun. Some areas will get it on Friday, but uh, yeah, it'll probably be Saturday before we can actually say we've got some sunshine. Yeah, sunshine, but does that come with wind? In pockets, it okay. shouldn't be as strong. The I-80, I-25 wind prone areas might continue to see some elevated wind gusts. You're talking the Arlington area around Bordeaux, Chugwater, between Laramie and Cheyenne could see some breezy winds. Blustery, though, elsewhere. Hopefully, though, we could say not nearly as strong as yesterday and today. Okay, so in exactly a half hour from now, you have a road update for us. So if everybody will pay attention to that. Thank you, Don. Thank you. Don Watzel, who's with Day Weather in for Don Day at this time. So, yeah, just keep an eye on YDOT. We'll keep you informed, too. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Frank, this time of year, I like to give you stories that just make you feel good and restore your faith in humanity. Yeah, because it, you know, I want to get in the Christmas spirit. Sure. So here's a bunch of people. I'm looking at a rented van, and the van has— Is it parked mo- by the river? No, not that guy. And the van has multiple seats going all the way back. So a lot of people, one of those stretch vans can get in this Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, so what happened was there are people trying to get to Orlando. They're leaving Knoxville. They're supposed to be at an airport, and they're supposed to be going to Orlando. And because of bad weather and other problems, the flight is canceled. And so here are all these people who have plans with family and things like this. So they're all standing at the gate going, well, now what? And then somebody says, well, there is the rental place. You know, they have these vans. And so all of these absolute strangers piled into this van. <laughs> and they hardly knew each other. Not a, Nobody knew anybody else. <laughs> Yet they started posting pictures and video online because their entire trip all the way down to Orlando became their party bus. Oh, okay, yeah. That, now that, there we go. Yeah. They're doing it the right way. Yes. <laughs> they just decided, if we're going to do this, let's just have a good time doing it. So folks can actually get online. There's YouTube, there's TikTok, there's Facebook, and stuff like that. And just look at these people having a blast all the way down. This, Frank, is how you take a miserable situation and make it a good one. Why can't more people do that? Yeah. Maybe because they can't afford the the van. If they all got together, though, and chipped in, the van is cheap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they're not that expensive anyway because I met a couple, you know, where car hinges. Yes. Okay. I met a couple that was from Europe, and they had rented a... U-Haul van in Washington (laughs) State, threw a mattress in the back and a few other things they got at Walmart, and they were crisscrossing the country exploring America at $20 a day. In a U-Haul? In a U-Haul van. Okay. They made a camper out of it. A lot of people are actually doing that because they're really affordable. Now, when I first heard this story and I wanted to give it to you, my first thought, did you see the movie Trains, Planes, and Automobiles? I've seen parts of it, yeah. Yeah, Oh, it's hysterical all the way through. But these were guys who were not getting along. (laughs) (laughs) And these folks from Knoxville to Orlando. just turn it into your party bus. Maybe they'll make it to Disney World. Major League Baseball, Cheyenne native Brandon Nimmo finally got a big money contract. He re-upped with the New York Mets for eight years worth $162 million. He's the first-round draft pick for the Mets back in 2011 after a great career with Cheyenne Post 6, the American Legion baseball team down there. And this past season, he had 274 with 16 home runs and scored 102 times, which was a career best. Plus, he turned into a solid center fielder defensively, so that dude is going to get paid. 
He'll make $18.25 million in 2023 and $20.25 million from 2024 through 2030. College track and field, Casper Native and Kelly Walsh, Greg Cam Burkett named the Mountain West of Conference Freshman of the Week in track and field. Burkett threw 57 and one-half inch in the shot put at a meet last week against the South Dakota School of Mines. Burkett holds the UW freshman record already at 57 feet, five and a half inches, and also owns the Wyoming High School overall record in the shot at 65 feet, 10 and a quarter inches. The high school wrestling season kicked off over the weekend with more than a few tournaments. The Charlie Lake Tournament at Cheyenne East over the weekend was just huge. People all over the place. That included a field of 76 wrestlers on the girls' side, and girls' wrestling is a sanctioned sport this year, and interest was high to say the least. That was standing room only on the girls' map over at East over the weekend. On the boys' side at the Charlie Lake, Cheyenne Central had three champions, 120-pounder Wyatt Weiss, 182-pounder Jack Ring, and 220-pounder Keegan Bartlett. Paul had their annual season opening meet uh, over the weekend with Natrona having four guys who play second. Tristan Tromble at 113, Jason Siemens at 132, Bo Russell at 152, and Noah Sides at 195. The National Hockey League, the Colorado Avalanche beat Philadelphia last night 3-2. Or Terry Lekkonen had a shorthanded goal and assist. The Avs, who are the defending Stanley Cup champions, are 15-10-2 and they'll host Buffalo tomorrow in Denver. Juco basketball, the Casper College women are 12-1. They're rated 10th in the country after three wins in the Gillette Tournament, plus a victory over the Wyoming All-Stars over the weekend. The T-Birds will be in Las Vegas for a tournament on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to meet Southern Idaho Utah State Eastern and Salt Lake Community College. Casper College men, they are 11-4 after a loss to Trinidad and a win over North Platte at the NJC Tournament. The LCCC women from Cheyenne, they've won eight in a row. They sit in 12-3 after victories over two club teams from Colorado. Their next game will be January the 6th against Otero. Same thing for the Golden Eagle men who won't play until after the new year. The guys are 7-5 after a loss to NJC and then a win over Lamar down in Sterling, Colorado. That's it in sports. And at 8-20, Frank and I are going to have a really fun conversation. And this is all about, uh, you know, it's a hockey game without ice, the hockey. Ice Wars is what ice it's wars, called. Yeah. So just, you, you, it's like these guys come out yeah. in, you know, in, you know, hockey uniforms, right, yeah. and but no stick. Yeah, no stick because, well, again, the, the annoying part about a hockey game is the hockey game gets in the way of the fights. Right. Now, so this get, is, they, they put the hockey game away on this yes. part. Let's yeah. just, just forget right the hockey the game. We're going to get right to why everybody actually showed up. <laughs> This would be like having a NASCAR race, nothing but crashes. Right, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. GNA 20. Coming up on some local business you and I have to take care of. I like that NASCAR analogy. I'm going to stick with that one. Yeah, just imagine you're going to go see a NASCAR. Daytona 500. All crashes. <laughs> 24 hours of Daytona. 24 hours of crashes. That's essentially what they're doing here. All right, local business. News time after that. National local update on weather forecast. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Sixth of time, wake up Wyoming. It is a Wednesday. Let me do it one more time for you because we do have a road update coming in just a moment for those people who've had road problems today. And there's still a lot that's closed. And some of you on the eastern side of the state, as the storm rotates out, 
are going to get some more snow. A lot of wind's going to pick up, a lot of drifting snow that's going to keep some highways closed for a while. Okay, some improvement, and I'll say some improvement, has been made on Interstate 25. So earlier this morning, I-25 was completely closed from Cheyenne up to Casper. From Casper up, really sketchy. All right, now from Cheyenne to Wheatland, it's open, but with extreme caution, okay? They're still redlining it, but it's open. All right, watch out because that area, especially the area from Cheyenne to Chugwater, gets windy. And so there's going to be a lot of drifting snow. So that's problem areas. You can do it in that area, but careful. Also, from Cheyenne to... Well, I don't know if you want to do this. For those people in the Cheyenne area, you know Happy Jack Road. Yeah, okay. You can go ahead and take it, extreme caution. But just if you're trying to get to Laramie or from Laramie to Cheyenne, you won't be able to make it all the way. They've closed that. In fact, I-80 is still closed from Cheyenne all the way to Rock Springs. Now, there's also a lot of roads that go, let's see, from let's take the Elk Mountain area and draw a line up and then go east. All right. A lot of back roads are either closed or, again, really sketchy right now. Just keeping an eye on that. Expect more blowing snow. And some of you will get some more snow as well. I also got a note here. Gillette, Wyoming. The city of Gillette wants you guys to know. And I had to look up the definition of exactly what this means. I sent it to our news department here. City of Gillette is declaring level two snow emergency, and they define what level one, level two, and so on. So a level two emergency, citizens driving during a level two emergency may encounter roads which are impassable and will likely interfere with snowstorm, damage, snow removal, stuff like that. So in other words, the city of Gillette is asking, unless you absolutely have to, please don't go out. That's where we are right now. We're working our way out of this this weekend. Just going to be really cold. And some of you, for some of you, really windy too. All right. Cowboy State Daily, since we're dealing with a lot of cold right now, did a story that echoes a lot of what I've been talking about for quite a few years with you folks. Let's go ahead and take a look at electric cars again for just a moment. Pet peeve of mine, as you know, right? The, the story says the blizzard blowing through Wyoming this week, shutting down Interstate 80. Tuesday, closing down schools in some areas. Even prepared drivers, man, those icy roads. So what about those electric cars? The cold not only degrades the power output of EV batteries, it will also prevent them from taking a charge. Patrick Lawson, owner of Wild West EV and EV electric vehicle enthusiast, was pushing the limits of his first Tesla Model S just to see what it could do. Glad he did that. Just some guy who owns a Tesla, likes them. And please understand, I am okay if you want to buy, you buy whatever you want to buy. I just don't want any subsidies for anything, and please be honest about it. Don't tell me it's a zero emissions car. It's not. And all the other lies, they're, they're extremely toxic to create and dispose of. And there's a lot of problems that come with it. But he just wanted to see what, what his electric vehicle will do. On a day when it was around, well, minus 25 degrees out, he was driving home and ran out of charge. Now, that's extreme, minus 25. He didn't want to get towed, wasn't far from the house. So he took a generator to the vehicle, hooked up the car. He said, I left it out there all day. Now, think about that. If he took a generator out there, 
that's emissions, right? <laughs> he was driving a coal-powered car anyway, but now to recharge the vehicle because the vehicle couldn't take the cold, he's going to bring a gas-powered generator out there. What if he had just bought a gas-powered car? He would be home already, but all right. He said the Tesla system, the battery, just wouldn't take the charge. Didn't matter what he did. It also happened that there was a guy nearby who had a 240-volt charger, and they pushed the test into that guy's garage. After about 10 minutes of charging, he was able to finally get it home, but he needed something that was that powerful. He said the computer in the Tesla will blow up your phone to remind you the driver to keep the car plugged in when it gets cold out. That's going to be hard to get to work if it's still plugged in all the way. Anyway, he said really no different from trying to plug in a block heater into a gas-powered car when you keep it in your garage overnight. Okay. So the batteries in a Tesla and other electric vehicles also lose charge in just wintry weather in general. 2019, a study by AAA found that when temperatures drop to about 20 degrees, well, like what we have outside right now, the heat inside the car is on. Driving range is decreased. Driving range is decreased by 41%. So let's let's review this now. You own a Tesla or some other electric vehicle. The temperature is what it is outside right now. You want to go somewhere. So, of course, as you're driving, you're going to turn on the heater, obviously. Okay. You're now decreasing your range by about 41% because the heater's on. Add to that, the cold outside is making it even worse. That means a 400-mile range, which is the upper level of these electric vehicles, is reduced to about 236 miles. Older electric vehicles with lots of miles on them get around, well, less than that. Uh, the 41% reduction in range is one of those that can leave a driver stranded, the story says, even if he left the house with a full charge. Consumer Report did more extensive study on this, on hybrids and electric vehicles and temperatures, cold temperatures, again, like right now outside, which, uh, well, Ford Mustang E, which has a range of 270 miles when it's warm out, is reduced to 188 on a cold day. The Tesla Model Y drops to 326 miles, uh, from 326 miles to 186 miles. So, okay, quote, I think it's widely understood that our cold climates and electric vehicles don't coexist right now. So maybe someday if they come up with a battery system that's better than this, but in Wyoming, long distances between services, as it is during the summertime, we get into the wintertime, there's just no way. California. I wonder about that because I do see quite a few people around. Well, not a lot, but there are some people around the town that I'm living in that are driving Teslas and fine if that's what they want to drive. But I wonder what they're going through right now. Have, have improvements been made? Hmm. Okay. So just be warned if you've been looking at electric vehicles, just add that to the list of problems. 814 is the time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. This Wyoming Morning Radio. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Eight nineteen is the time.
time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So now joining me is Frank Gambino. Frank, we're just waiting for the guest to join us, which is going to be Chris uh, Theron, I think is how you pronounce his name. Let's make sure I have Frankie there. I see, I thought I had Frank. <clears throat> and all of a sudden, this isn't working. Let me see. That's here and there. And that should be... No, okay. There you are, Frank. There I am. Okay. My mistake. It's all okay. Good. I'm used to setting you up for sports. It's okay. Yeah, so, okay. So, we, so here's the deal. <clears throat> yes. They're going to have these. This is a prize fighting on ice yeah. at the uh, deal that'll be at the uh, Cheyenne Ice and Event Center right. on Saturday, March the 4th. Right. So I, you know, like like you, I, I, you know, I looked it up on the internet, and, and it's a basically an octagon that you would see like an MMA. But these guys come out in jerseys and the, the regular hockey uniforms without a stick, and except they have MMA gloves and a regular hockey helmet, and they go at it. Okay. Now you and, and I, I was making. <laughs> this is a, <laughs> I, I made a mistake before. I made the comparison. This would like be having a like having a NASCAR race, but take away the race, we're just going to get to the wrecks. And then suddenly I realized we do have that. It's called a demolition derby. Right. And this is about about what it is. Yeah. You know. Okay. So you know they they, they they've had an event before uh, back in May. They did it in. Um, in, in Canada, and it was uh, they did like a like a heavyweight, you yeah. know, division, you know, and there, there is okay, cruiser, and a cruiserweight division, I'm and a, and at a that. super yeah. heavyweight division. Okay, cruiser is one ninety pounds to two hundred five. Yep. Heavy is two hundred five to two twenty. Super heavy is two hundred plus pounds. Okay, rules. There are rules here. No headbutting. See, they just suck the fun out of this. Yeah. Aren't they wearing helmets? They're hockey. Well, well yeah, yeah, but you know, you, now part of part of hockey fights. Yeah. is there are. You know, rules. Okay, wait, hang so, on. You know what I mean? So when two hockey players get into it out there on the ring in a real hockey game, there's rules? Yeah, like oh. just like this. They're not headbutting each other. They're not kicking each other because they have skates okay. on. They're not biting each other. Right. They, they they can you know they can pull jerseys over their head. But no pulling hair. But no pulling hair. No you know, kneeing. You know, there's no MMA stuff like this. It's like a regular yeah. hockey fight. And then when one person takes advantage of the other, the referees will step in and yeah. say, all right, we're done. You can we beat the on. crap out of each other, but no kneeing, no tripping. No. No holding the opponent's gloves. No. Okay. Helmets and gloves must stay on during the fights. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's a pretty, I think it's a pretty good idea. Although you know? in this case they do use MMA style gloves. Right. Yes. In this kind now of fight, in yeah. regular hockey, there's no gloves. They drop their gloves. Right. Say, and one guy goes to the other guy. He goes, "Do you want to go? Yeah. Yeah, we'll go." But sometimes these things are orchestrated before the before the game even starts. Okay, hold on. So before a real hockey game starts, they orchestrate fights. Some sometimes, yes. Like you are going to take on him because that's just for whatever for whatever okay. reason, you know. So they're over there and they've already got this figured out. You and you, you're going to go and they go, and that's the way it is. Now, if you to watch old hockey fights in right. film when it's like. Um, uh, I mean, like, there's ten guys out there, right? I yeah, saw, I saw one. Wall. It was a youth. It was a youth fight. I mean, this is this is kids eight years old. Uh-huh. There's probably twenty kids out there fighting. Right. Oh Lord, jeez, we're starting. <laughs> I mean, I mean, how much, you know, nobody's really getting hurt. You know. Okay. <laughs> well, now in this event, uh, all fights consist of one two-minute round, so you better get it done. Right. Yeah. Okay. Judges. Which is about right because mm. most hockey fights last maybe two minutes at the most. Right. Maybe. 
So, okay. And then they're just going to keep parading folks out there, keep going, keep going, and keep going. So it'll be on March the 4th at the Cheyenne Ice and Event now, Center. This is supposed to be Ice Wars International is what they call this. And I would encourage people to go to YouTube and take a look at their page. Uh, now, is there anywhere where people can watch this is what I'm trying There's to find. The, I'm thinking yeah. that the, the, they'll probably uh, stream this. Yeah, you can stream stuff on YouTube, so that's yeah, a good you can, place to get started. Um, and there's there's various streaming services, right? And, and it actually, maybe a pay per view thing too. Okay, I'm still waiting for a guest to call in. It's supposed to be the guy who's the announcer for all of this. Wait, not, sometimes that doesn't happen. So I appreciate you being here, Frank. So let me ask you this: then. a while back, Cheyenne, Wyoming started, and I think you might have done it in Casper too. Bare knuckle boxing, right? In Wyoming. And, and that bare knuckle, I mean, it was a fleece job. At uh, in Casper, I mean, the guy absconded just it didn't pay anybody. Okay, so that's what you know? knocked it apart there. Because right. I remember a lot of people were really excited about bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, well, the event itself was great. The yeah. people who put it on were not. Okay, that now it has it picked up anywhere else as it continued. I haven't, I haven't checked, I haven't, I haven't really checked that part out. But when I when I saw that that they're going to have prize fighting on ice, I'm like. Yes. Yeah, why not? Now somebody's thinking, but they're not allowed to bring any uh, sticks out. There. No, no, no. You don't no. need any sticks. And that's the thing is that you know, in hockey fights, you, you know, not bashing each other with sticks. People do get bashed with sticks, but not in a like. Sorry, we're going to we're going to go. Did they, they drop their sticks? They drop their gloves and and go. Okay. And, uh, the, and then you know they, they you know then you know after like a minute and a half when one person has the advantage then they separate you know and then kind of like they jaw at each other for a little bit then off to the penalty box. Oh, okay. So they got to do the the whole championship wrestling kind of thing. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, kind of yelling. Okay. Now these are supposed to be semi-professional and professional fighters. So are we talking actual boxers here? I'm thinking that's what it is. It's not. I, I'm not. If I'm reading that correctly, yeah. These are not. Uh, Maybe these guys have played hockey, but okay. they're not ex-hockey players right. or current hockey players. It's got to be someone who can stand on ice skates. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because I was thinking about that, and I thought whether you're talking mixed martial arts or boxing these days, that's fine if you want to get those guys out there. But they still need to be able to stand and skate around a little bit, or they're just toast real fast. Yeah, and I, I've watched some. It's, it doesn't take very long. I mean, just... If you lose your balance, yeah, you, then, then then you know then it's over. And you, then you yeah. get pounded. You know? I'm still wearing knee pads because have you ever gone down on ice and banged uh, your knee? Yeah, it's really, oh that is brutally painful. I've done that a few times over here. Okay, this is supposed to be a four series event. Mm -hmm. It began in the spring of 2022. But I look at this as as interesting as it is. I want to see a little bit of this. I'll probably go to the YouTube page just for the fun of it. Oh, yeah. But this ought to be, I think, just an event that happens maybe this winter or next winter. And then I think it fizzles out because the novelty is off. Well, you know, it depends how, how many events they would have. It's right. like when you when you start any kind of pro circuit, you know, how many events can you have? How, how much money can you make on each event? And, and the publicity, how, you know, it, it increases so. So it's it's a profitable venture. Okay, you know, I mean, you, know, you got to you got to rent the building, you know, and, right. and there's all these other expenses that go with it. Then you know, you're, you, then you're going to have your, your revenue is your, your gate and some kind of pay per view, pay per view service. You know, okay. so that, that I mean, that's that's the whole thing. I mean, so you got to have events, and the events have got to generate revenue. Right. <laughs> so much like the beginning of football, way back when. 
they went around the country putting on events all over the place. Yeah, they're like barnstorming, yeah. Barnstorming it, basically. Okay. Because I've seen the same thing. I one time was, it was the freakiest thing. I walked into a convenience store in a small town in Florida, and all of a sudden, a whole bunch of midgets walked in, all dressed for <laughs> no, basketball. No, no, no way. And I'm looking in the, around In the going, grocery store? The yeah, is this a convenience store out in the middle of nowhere? Suddenly, there's like 20 midgets in, dressed for basketball around me. I'm like, the hell is going And someone told me, oh, at the high school, they're having a midget basketball Oh, okay. Thing. I thought they were having the game at the 7 No, and it's a league. And it, they travel around. I don't know if they're still doing it, but they go around the country doing major basketball stuff. So well, that's cool. Yeah, but this would be that kind of a thing minus the, although... Minus the midgets. Midget ice hockey fighting could be a next thing, too. But, yeah. okay. So you would think then that maybe these guys could do it just by going around the country. You wouldn't hear much about it until it gets into a community somewhere, and it's a big thing. Everybody goes see it, then they move on to the next state. Right, and I, and I think that, you know, as you move on, if you have these events all over the place, you want to get some local flavor. Right. So maybe they'll find a couple of, you know, Cheyenne that guys or, or, or Wyoming guys that uh, okay. will at least, they at least at the least weigh 190 pounds. Right. And get out there and say, all right, this guy's from Casper, this guy's from Cheyenne, he's a UW guy or whatever, and go after it. I mean, I, my, my guess is that I'm not sure if they have to pay to get in, but I'm sure they're getting yeah. paid to, you know, they're, they're going to get a check leaving. That would be really interesting if they can get a couple of local boys, because yeah. I have met people here who are really serious. They're local MMA fighters, boxers, stuff like that, and they do belong to leagues. Mm-hmm. And so they're out traveling around the country, trying to basically trying to get a career started, if you will. That's the kind of career that... Um all right. Be a short career. Well, I think. I'm, I'm sorry our guest didn't appear, but I thank you for doing that, Frank. Cause you no have problem. Information if if he shows up, call me. Okay. I appreciate yep. it. All right. So, yeah, that's something that's coming to Cheyenne, Wyoming, folks. So, if you want to get in on that, that's it. Basically, take the hockey game. We're going to get rid of the annoying hockey part. And it's just going to be the fight. <laughs> so, that's why I was saying before, it's a lot like when you take a look at NASCAR. Let's get rid of the whole annoying race and get right to the Rex, which is a demolition derby. That's essentially what's going to happen in Cheyenne. All right, too bad the guest didn't show up. Maybe if he does later, we'll get him on the phone. 829 is the time. Coming up on local news. Update on the weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS or the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Hey, 36 the time. Wake up, Wyoming. All right, 888 woods the phone number. That's 888-97-WOODS. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. I got to hand it to Senator Barrasso on this one. Now, for those who are with me at 6 o'clock in the morning, I started with this right out of the gate. And he did good. Okay, so what happened, Wyoming Senator Barrasso was grilling someone. This is the Interior Department official that works for President Joe Biden on oil drilling in the United States and refining oil. And the good news is... Refining is finally up a little bit. But about that drilling. And so Barrasso noticed what you and I have noticed. There's a lie here. There's something that, big surprise, Biden lies. 
There's a lie. There's something that Biden said which was contradictory. And for some reason, most news outlets never picked up on it. But Barrasso did. So while he was grilling the interior secretary, he had one of his aides, the senator did, come out with a big board that showed the two contradictory statements made by President Biden. Then Barrasso asked the question. In June of this year, President Biden said, quote, Republicans falsely claim that I'm blocking production on federal lands. He says, but again, that's nonsense. Well, I'm a Republican and I do claim that he is blocking production on federal lands. Last month, President Biden said something different. He said, no more drilling. There is no more drilling. Joe Biden, when was he lying? Which was the lie? Because clearly the president is lying. Which one? At this point, this gentleman is trying to defend and he's not having an easy time doing it because no matter what he says, it's a fact that the president lied either with the first statement or the second. One or the other has to be a lie. So this gentleman does – the interior secretary does say, look, um, in, in fact, we're – and I'm going to play the whole audio thing for you. But you know, we, we're, we're drilling for oil. we got oil coming out. We're producing billions of barrels a day. Hang on, that's not exactly the point. You know, the state of Wyoming, among some other states, is suing the Biden administration over canceled leases. And when the Biden administration says, there's all these leases out there, why aren't they drilling? Because just even though, let's say, you people in the oil business, you'll know this, you get the lease for the land. But that doesn't mean you have the permits to go drill. Now, that's going to take you about a decade to go through the permitting process. Seriously, about a decade for something that could be done in a couple of months. And then there's all the lawsuits from the environmental groups. There's part of the reason why. But now let's go back to what Senator Barrasso, and again, I'm about to play the whole thing so you can hear it all in context for you. And this guy tries to defend himself, right, and defend the president, but he can't. But the senator has it right. One of the two statements is a lie. Either we're drilling more or the president ended drilling. Now, in one case, the president was confronted about cancellation of leases and the permitting process, and he tried to say, well, that's a lie. We're out there busy. We're drilling. In the other case, he was trying to help a Democrat candidate win re-election in New York, and the president turned to his base and said, oh, we stopped drilling. We have. All right. In fact, I bet you before I play this whole thing, let me go back to there's Biden. There's Biden quotes. Do I have it up in there? Fourth word. I do have it somewhere. Teleprompter translated. Uh, There's defending. Okay, I do have a whole list of Biden talking about oil drilling and how we're not going to do that anymore and how he plans to, it's a whole montage that I have on how he plans just to stop energy drilling and digging. Here we go. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking in a Biden administration? No, we would would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. I guarantee we're going to end fossil fuel. What about, say, stopping fracking and stopping yeah. pipeline infrastructure? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 exactly. and, and. No more, no new fracking. We are going to get rid of fossil fuels. I've argued against any more 
oil drilling or gas drilling on federal lands. No one's going to build a coal-fired plant again, and we're going to get rid of the ones we have now. Have a transition from the oil industry, yes. Would you be willing to sacrifice some of that growth, even knowing potentially that it could displace thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of blue-collar workers in the interest of transitioning to that greener economy? The answer is yes. Okay, so let's go back to Senator Barrasso cornering the Interior Secretary. Now, which one do you, and, and this is where it's interesting to watch the interior secretary kind of squirm in his seat. This year, President Biden said, quote, Republicans falsely claim that I'm blocking production on federal lands. He says, but again, that's nonsense. Well, I'm a Republican and I do claim that he is blocking production on federal lands. Last month, President Biden said something different. He said, no more drilling. There is no more drilling. Joe Biden, when was he lying? Which was the lie? Because clearly the president is lying. Which one? So, Senator, I think, as you know, production on public lands, both onshore and offshore, has not stopped. In fact, uh, in this administration, production at levels, and this is just EIA information, has increased uh, on public lands to over uh, a billion barrels a year. And so there has been no... Uh, attempt by the administration to block or stop or impede production on public lands. So then the president is lying when he says no more drilling, there is no more drilling. That's a direct lie into the camera to the American people by the president of the United States. So, uh, <laughs> I don't, you know, I can't comment on a quote sort of out of context, but it, uh, clearly there is ongoing drilling on public lands uh, as well as uh, production. But again, he dodges well, you know, out of context. There's nothing out of context about that. He was talking to his constituents about that. But anyway, let's go back and go through it again real quick, just so we're all very clear about this. State of Wyoming and some other states are currently suing the Biden administration over the cancellation of leases. There's one. And then also the bureaucratic process once you get the lease. And that means that the oil company has to continue to pay on that lease for a decade or more as they go through the bureaucratic process. And see, who pays for all of those studies and their endless, endless studies? Oh, yeah, that's right. The same oil company who wants to drill there. So everything, every little piece of paper that they have to figure fill out comes with a study. And the study costs a ton of money. And the oil company has to pay for all of that, too. And then if, after all of that, there's still no guarantee that they get to drill. None. No guarantee at all that they're actually going to be able to get to work. This is the problem that we have. Imagine how much we could accomplish if we streamlined this entire process. Now, for those who, and often when I say this, somebody has to jump up and say, well, you have to have rules, you know. I never said no rules. I want to keep things clean. I mean, I, I want a clean planet. I, we're not in some climate crisis. That's false. But I want a clean planet. I want to make sure that they do it right. They don't make a mess when they – if you want to make sure that they drill or dig whatever they're doing for energy and they make sure to clean up the mess when they're done, absolutely I'm all in favor of that. But it shouldn't take 10 years or more to go through the bureaucratic process to get at that energy. That's ridiculous. And we're, we've been doing it this way for decades. One of the ways that Trump got the energy industry going again was just reducing re regulations just a little bit, and we became energy independent overnight. 845. Wake up, Wyoming. Oh! 
More than a new case of measles. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. 848 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off to the Xbox we go. Frank Campino waiting by. So, Frank, since we were talking about that uh, uh, league, that unusual league of basically ice hockey fighting without the hockey part. Okay? Price fighting on ice. Yes. Yeah, so, I looked up some other ones. These are actual leagues that travel the country. Okay. okay? Uh, major League Eating. No, no, no. Yeah, this is like a hot dog eating contest, <laughs> oh, okay, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they eat all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And they travel the country. And there's actually guys who do this sort of uh, like a professional sport. Uh, okay. Although they have sponsors and all of that kind yeah, of stuff. And they're judged for how okay. I, I, Extreme I, ironing. Yeah. The, Extreme we, I- ironing? Ironing, as in you are ironing oh, oh, like with the iron for clothes. Yes. Uh, it's a regulated sport, and they have to... Let me see. Ironing is not a sport. Uh, okay. Well, they found it's a, compet- a way. It could be they a have to do it while rock climbing, while surfing, you know, stuff oh, like that. What, yeah. what, you're climbing mountains and uh, you're ironing. Okay, let me see. How many people oh, they got doing that? Two, three. I love this. One. I love this one. This is I, this is actually a traveling league. It travels around the United States. Okay. U.S. Lawnmower Racing Association. I've heard, I've heard yes. about that one. Okay. Yeah. Now this one. <laughs> I've heard about that one. Yeah. World chess boxing. Chess as in like so the you game? sit in a boxing ring in full boxing gear, and you play chess. But if you take, like, let's say... If you take uh, someone's pawn, you get to, you get to you, nail if them? If you take my piece, you get to punch me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what about checkmates? Yeah, I wonder about that. I, I mean, mean can, is that unlimited? Can I your... pile drive you if yeah, I get yeah, a checkmate here or something like yeah. that? Okay. World Adult Kickball Association. I've, I've seen that. Okay. Now, this could be kind of fun. Uh, there's actually a pillow fighting league. Oh, really? Yeah. It's they, all we need to see is more pillow fights and yeah, athletics. Yeah, they travel. Well, at least it's harmless. Now, I do like, and I want to see in person one day, there's the Bubble Football League. That's where they get inside those bubbles oh, yeah, and bounce yeah. into and, each and, other. And they've zone. also had, I, yeah. it's not a league, but they've also, where they 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 roll them downhill. Right. Let's see. Uh, I don't know if I can pronounce this. Yuki Gassen Federation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Japanese form organized snowball fighting. Organized snowball. Yeah, fighting. so I see these people. They're all dressed up in winter outfits, like one piece suit, one color, you know, for the team. Yeah. And they wear helmets with a face mask. It's kind of like paintball. Yes, but it's extreme snowball fighting. Extreme. Yes. Extreme snowball fighting I, to me I, is that well, if you, you, know, you make you, the snowball, you then you dip it in that, water right? to make it ice. Yeah, you can get hurt. There you go. In Major League Baseball, Cheyenne native Brandon Nimmo finally getting a big money contract. He re-upped with the New York Mets for eight years worth $162 million. He was a first-round draft pick for the Mets back in 2011 with a great career with Cheyenne post six of the American Legion level. This past season, he had 274 with 16 home runs and scored 102 runs, which was a career high. Plus, he's turned into a solid outfielder defensively, so he's going to get paid. He'll make $18.25 million in 2023 and $20.25 million from 2024 through 2030. 30. In college track and field, Casper Native and Kelly Walsh grad Cam Burkett named the Mountain West Conference Freshman of the Week. He threw 57 and a half inch in the shot put in a meet last week at the South Dakota School of Mines. Burkett holds the UW Freshman record already at 57 feet 5 and a half inches and owns the Wyoming High School overall record in the shot at 65 feet 10 and a quarter inches. The high school wrestling season kicked off over the weekend with more than a few tournaments. The Charlie Lake Tournament at Cheyenne East was just gigantic. You almost couldn't even walk through the hallways. It was, it was so crowded. And then 
included a field of 76 wrestlers on the girls' side. Girls' wrestling is a sanctioned sport this year, and interest is really high, to say the least. On the boys' side of the Charlie Lake, Cheyenne Central had three champions, 120-pounder Wyatt Weiss, 182-pounder Jack Ring, and 220-pounder Keegan Bartlett. Powell had their annual season opening meet over the weekend. The Trona had four guys uh, play second. Tristan Trumbull at 113, Jason Siemens at 132, Bo Russell at 152, and Noah Sides at 195. In the National Hockey League, the Colorado Avalanche beat Philadelphia last night 3-2. Arturi Lekkonen with a shorthanded goal and an assist for the Avs, who are the defending Stanley Cup champions. There's 15-10-2. They'll host Buffalo tomorrow in Denver. In Juco basketball, the Casper College women are 12-1 and and ranked 10th in the country after three wins in the Gillette Tournament and a victory over the Wyoming All-Stars over the weekend. The T-Birds will be in Las Vegas for a tournament starting on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday to beat uh, meet Southern Idaho, Utah State Eastern, and Salt Lake Community College. The Casper College men 11-4 after a loss to Trinidad and a win over North Platte at the NJC Tournament. The LCCC women from Cheyenne won, have won eight in a row and sit at 12-3 and three after victories over a couple of club teams from Colorado. Their next game will be January the 6th against Otero. Same thing for the Golden Eagle men. They won't play until after the new year. Guys are 7-5 after a loss to NJC and a win over Lamar in Sterling, Colorado. What wasn't on the list that I was reading off to you, but we had talked about that before, extreme combine demolition derbies. Com- oh, yes. With farming equipment? Yes, yeah, combine as in what yeah. you harvest wheat with. Yeah. yeah, there's demolition derbies with those things. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I would pay good money to sit there and watch some combines go at each other. <laughs> you would see how long they last. Yeah, that's not the new ones because the new ones are really well, expensive. They're, yeah, they're, they're six figures. Talking Easy. about the old ones that uh, should have been retired a long time ago. Well, before you th- send them to the scrapyard. <laughs> you wreck them, wreck them one more time, sure. Yeah, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We'll roll into news time after that. This is going to be a national local update on the weather forecast. Americans have so much fun. Wake up, Wyoming. At my hearing center. Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, I'm just taking a look at the Dot map real quick. I've been doing this all morning long to see what the latest is with your road conditions. All right, they have opened up I-25 from Cheyenne all the way up, although it's white-knuckle driving the entire way. All right, so if you're going from, let's say, Cheyenne westward on I-80, well, of course I-80 is close. Most roads in Wyoming are really cautious driving right about now. Be careful of blowing snow. There's going to be a lot of drifting snow out there and ice. So, I mean, extreme extra caution. And this is going to keep going like this for the next couple of days as that snow just keeps getting blown around like that. So new snow may be gone for most of you, but those drifts, here they come. All right, so yesterday we talked with a nice lady in Laramie who is making sure that there are wreaths put on graves for our veterans, for our fallen in Laramie. But now, that's not the only place this is happening. On the phone with me is Kathy and Victoria, because you guys, where are you working this in Wyoming? We place 4,200 wreaths here in Natrona County. Wow. 
That's a lot. Are the Reese already here, or are they coming? They are not. We are. We are in the same situation that everywhere else in Wyoming okay. is, that the roads have been closed. Our wreaths are stuck in Nebraska at this time okay. with, uh, on a Walgreens truck, right. and they were planning on bringing them this morning into Natrona County, but they were looking at probably tomorrow or right. Friday. But they assure us they'll be here in time for our wreath laying on okay. Saturday. And so everybody knows that truck, those trucks with the wreaths on them, those are donated, right? Yes, we've been fortunate the last four years. We've had Walgreens um, bringing, transporting our, the wreaths to Natrona County, on, and that's on their dime. Uh, we've also, our first year, we had some help with Admiral Trucking as far as here in Wyoming. But they're shipped from UPS to, the, you know, large fleet companies to the one fleet. The first year, we also had a, a gentleman who came out of Kansas he was um, in the British Army, and he ended up coming coming to help bring the wreath just because he felt that was his duty or obligation to this right. country for uh, how fortunate he was to live here. And it was a one-truck company. So in Natrona County, you're going to the Oregon State Veterans Cemetery? Yes, I think Victoria can share that. Okay, Victoria. Hi. Yes, we will be doing the Oregon Trail Veterans Cemetery. Uh, We'd like to ask people to please come out and join us to honor the Wyoming Veterans uh, Laying Wreath Ceremony. That'll be December 17th. We ask that people arrive at 930. The ceremony begins at 10 o'clock. Then we will go on to the cemetery, Highland Cemetery, at noon. And uh, then Memorial Gardens at 130. don't say I should have, say I did. Remember, honor, and teach. Okay. Please come out and join us. All right. Thank you very much. So now this is uh, an event people can go to the Latheries. How do they know where to bring them? How is it organized so people know what to do once they get there? Well, we have um, a pretty organized crew in that we've done this for the since 2017 here in Natrona County where we've brought in thousands of wreaths. We, the Natrona County Republican women host a gala every year, and except for during the pandemic, but we've raised enough money with the help of the Civil Air Patrol, the Kelly Walsh High School DECA chapter, and the uh, Patriot Guard Riders. They help do um, a little of the fundraising, but we host a gala, the Republican women, in every October, and that's where we raise the bulk of the money to purchase these wreaths. So the wreaths are already purchased. Our patriotic community comes together and um, truly does a great job in honoring our veterans here in Natrona County. So once those wreaths are brought to Casper and to Evansville, we place them um, throughout the grave or throughout the cemetery. And then on the day of the wreath laying, it's a nationwide wreath laying. The wreath laying um, program is through Wreaths Across America, which is a nonprofit organization whose goal is to place wreaths on veterans' graves throughout the United States, as well as 26 American cemeteries overseas where our soldiers are buried. So we bring those wreaths into Casper, into Evansville, and then we invite people to come, like Victoria was saying, at 10 a.m. at Oregon Trail, at noon at Highland Cemetery, and then at at 1.30 at at Memorial Gardens there um, on Yellowstone Road in Mills. And, And we just invite the folks to take a wreath. They, they say the veteran's name because they say a person dies twice, once when you pass away and the last time your name is spoken. So we invite them to say the veteran's name, thank them for their service, 
And our goal is to bring the community together. It's right. to honor our veterans by remembering and, and saying their names and then also to teach the value of freedom. So we bring in um, people from baseball teams, the crush team, to the uh, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, yeah. uh, National Honor Society, all the high schools, the ROTC kids. And that, that's who helps us, along with just our community of, of folks to help us lay those wreaths. Okay, this is December 17th. Where can they go for more information? you have a website or social media? Yes, um, we have, with Natrona County Republican Women, we have a website where we update um, what's happening with the wreaths coming in. We also have, you can go to the national site, wreathsacrossamerica.org. Wreathsacrossamerica.org uh, gives you the information of the overall program. I think it's very important, though, for people to know that each wreath costs $15. And if you want that wreath to come back to Wyoming, you to our location, we need to put the location ID. And so, what we suggest is um, getting a hold of you know one of the committee members through the Republican Women. We have uh, the site that we can then um, have people message us, and we can give them that information so that they put our Oregon Trail site or our Highland Cemetery site, so that those wreaths come back to Wyoming. All right, ladies, thank you for what you do. Thanks for coming on this morning. Thank you. All right. 913, Wake Up Wyoming. Your morning coffee, sarcasm, weirdness. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Nine nineteen's the time. Just checking wide out one more time here. So as I told you earlier this morning, a good part of the state was shut down due to the snowstorm we had yesterday. Mostly the eastern side of the state, but all of I-80. So, I-80 is still closed from Cheyenne to Rock Springs. And according to I-80, John, look into Nebraska, because that good chunk of I-80 in Nebraska is closed, too. But then also, what was closed, I-25 from Cheyenne all the way north. Well, let's see now. It's open, Cheyenne, north when you get to Buffalo, really extreme caution between Buffalo and Sheridan. At real extreme caution, but it's open anyway. All of the other roads around Wyoming, there are some that are closed. There's some that are extremely sketchy. Most of the roads around Wyoming right now are just sketchy. Okay, More and more are getting open, but there's very few that are... Anything but sketchy. You get the idea? Okay, good. We'll keep you up to date on that as the morning goes on. Also, watch out. That blowing snow between Cheyenne and Chugwater, you know what that's like for those people who are familiar with that area? Yeah, that's going to be snow drifts and a lot of ice, stuff like that. So we'll keep you up to date on that. All of this is because yesterday and part of today, we got a good shot of global warming. Welcome to the Church of Global Warming. Sorry, I, I just came in to get out of the cold. You don't, you don't mind, do you? Well, you know, the cold outside is due to global warming. Wait, wasn't this the same church that said that this part of the world was going to be a sandy desert by now? Global warming works in mysterious ways. Right, kind of like God works in mysterious ways. Hey, hey, careful how you talk about the Obama. You know, I, I think I'll just wait outside and suffer in the driving blizzard. Besides, it's freezing cold in here. That's because global warming froze over the wind turbine blades in the clouds. And snow and ice cover the solar panels, you idiot! I remember the past few days as cold as it's been, and it's going to be 
continued cold for a while here. We've gotten into this really, well, cold time, and it's just going to stick with us for a little while. Just remember, you are not being kept warm by those wind turbines and solar panels. All right. That's not what's keeping you warm right now. It's those coal-fired power plants and those natural gas power plants. That's what's keeping you warm. You're not getting anything from wind and solar at this time. Just keep that in mind when it comes to reliable energy. All right. 888-97 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine. I'll roll with it. New York City recommends wearing masks outside. Yeah, we're talking like the COVID masks and wear that outside. Now, I'll give them, of course, masks are not that effective anyway, but I'll get back to that. Um, you got to think, when it comes to New York City, a lot of people in Wyoming, you're not used to what you see in New York City. You've probably seen video of it. People walking down the sidewalk in a crush of people moving down the sidewalk. Yeah, New York City is really jam-packed with people. So when they say wear a mask outside, hey, you're shoulder to shoulder with people all day long. In Wyoming, though, I see people way out in the middle of nowhere. There's no one around them, and they're still wearing a mask, which really kind of is a head-scratcher for me. Now, back to the mask thing real quick, just to be clear on it, because I've heard people say it has no effect. Let's be really honest about it. The reason doctors will wear the paper mask when doing surgery, for example, when you talk, you spit, whether you know it or not, you're spitting. Also, the humidity that comes out of your mouth. And so that does carry stuff. And the mask will stop some of that. Okay. So there is at least a layer of protection there. Having said that, those paper masks and the cloth masks that people are wearing, the COVID germs will still just flow right through on the breath. So a tiny amount is caught, but the vast majority of it just gets right through that material. So you're really not doing much. Not much. Yet I saw when I uh, recently traveled, I, I watched a, a good number of people, not a lot, but I still even see around here. There's you know, people from time to time I look and see, okay, they're wearing a mask. And out in the middle of nowhere sometimes, too, all by themselves wearing one. Here's from New York City. Of course, it's a tweet. That's how we communicate these days, right? Due to high levels of COVID-19, the flu and the RSV, New York Health Commissioner, has issued a health advisory on mask wearing New Yorkers are strongly urged to wear a mask in public indoor settings and crowded outdoor settings. And in New York, crowded outdoor settings is just outside. Step outside. There you are. You're in a crush of people. But still, they're not going to have much of an effect even. It's just not going to help. But, you know, it's a false sense of security. Hang on, Micah. I see you there. Let me give you an example of what I mean. And so I was just a, a month or so ago, a friend of mine on a beautiful Sunday morning said, hey, let's go flying. So we go up in his airplane, small airplane, right? His airplane has hanging next to me on the passenger side, a strap connected. So when we hit some heavy bumps up there, because it's a small plane, I grabbed the strap to hang on to something. And I turned to him and laughed and said, talk about a false sense of security. All it does is make me feel good. It doesn't act, hanging on to the strap doesn't do anything. We're not going to fall out of the sky. But if we did, what is this going to do? 
kind of the same thing with your mask. Micah, how you been? I've been really good. Yeah. What you got for me? Um, I am calling about Christmas music. Okay. <laughs> you know, a long time ago, I used to I used to just dread Christmas time because all you, that you heard everywhere was just Christmas music. Yeah, right. And, you know, sometimes you want to hear something else. Sure. Well, my business partner at the time, we were in real estate together, and he loved it. He was a little short Italian guy, and he loved it. And he goes... You know, this is the only month out of the whole year that you get to hear these songs, and you don't hear them the rest of the year. Unlike all these other songs that you like, you know, they're played repeatedly. And I started thinking about that, and it's like, yeah, okay, maybe he's got a point. So I have grown to appreciate it more and more. But the other night, I went to sleep listening to Christmas music. I mean, some was on, and I was just plopped in the chair. I fell sound asleep, but not, not totally asleep you know just kind of aware mm. and you know there are so many really nice new christmas songs right and unless i really took the time to listen for a couple hours i really missed a lot of that yeah but there are some really nice ones i will and i'm just give hoping you now that maybe other people are a little bit more mm. patient and they listen yeah. to more because there's some really good stuff out there i will give you credit i have heard some new songs when i was shopping recently and I thought, I haven't heard that one before. That does sound like a nice song. Let me tell you what really got me. So I'm 19 years old, right? I'm working at my first yeah. radio station, and here comes Christmas time. And that's back when we I was a disc jockey just starting out, and I had to hand play all of the music, right? And so this is <laughs> yeah. this is when everybody wants to be away for Christmas time for the whole week with their family. And right. I know that I can not only make overtime but double time because I'm working during the holiday. So I took every single shift. You wouldn't believe how many (laughs) shifts I took because I'm making good bank here, right? I got so sick of Christmas music. I got so, not just that year, but I did that several years after that. And finally, now every time a Christmas song comes on, enough, you know, but I'm with you because I recently was in a store and I'm listening and I'm thinking, I've never heard that one before. I like it. It's new. It's different. They need to crank out a whole bunch of the traditional ones are nice, but let's get some new material out there. Yeah. But, you know, even so, regardless of, of what's being played and how people view it, you very rarely see people really acting like they're in a bad mood when there's Christmas music around. Right. Yeah. You know, I think we've all just grown up. It's like listening to Peter, Paul, and Mary, you know, for three generations of people. It's like everybody knows the words or, you know, they just kind of know the tradition behind it or whatever. And it's almost kind of a unifying thing, whether you're a religious person or not. But, you know, just so much comes through on music. Unless you're one of these leftist woke jerks. The buzzkills who don't even want to see Christmas trees up. There are those people. I've never met one in person, and I'm glad. That's true, but you know, I wonder if when they're in the shower, because yeah, some of those songs are right, great yeah. to sing in the shower. <laughs> they just, <laughs> yeah, really they, they have to they pretend that they're. Song in every now and then. I honestly think they have to pretend they're in a bad mood. Because they, they don't want to ruin their <laughs> reputation. Right? Oh, that's low. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Micah. Coming up on... No, I wonder about that sometime. Do some of these people act like they're in a bad mood and act like they're offended? I really do think that's the case many times. Because that's what they're wanting to portray about themselves. Gives them a sense of power. 
they feel superior when they do that. Coming up on 930 local news, update on your weather forecast. Open phones, wake up Wyoming. Face the day at 888-97-WOODS. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Oh, this is funny. Uh, (laughs) Micah says, Glenn, I thought you said that you wonder if those people pretended they are in the shower but heard by a radio, you wonder if they pretended to be in a bad mood. <laughs> that's why she was laughing. <laughs> no, I do think that some people, well, I know this. I know this for a fact. Some people who pretend to be, well, they pretend to be angry, offended, sad about things. And they do it to get attention, really. I mean, it's all about just getting attention and feeling morally and intellectually superior. They're not, but that's what it makes them feel like, so that's why they do it. I just came across this meme. I think it's a good one. Just remember this. This is good. I do, it says, I do trust the science, but coercion is not science. Censorship is not science. Fake data is not science. Manipulating results is not science. Cherry-picking studies is not science. Fear-mongering is not science. I like that one. I am saving that one because I really do like that one. There we go. Saved. That's good. Okay. Another one for you here. Okay. Oh, I hate this. When we get into weather like this, sometimes the Internet's sketchy. Here we go. Um, school district president resigns. After, well, hang on a second. Um, yeah, there we go. Um, <clears throat> okay, so it says, school district president resigns after having high school kids at naughty Christmas party. Really? These are the kind of people we really have to watch out for in our schools, especially when it comes to indoctrination because, well, uh, here we go. Uh, Marianne Wheatland. Marianne, how are you this morning? Are you there? <laughs> good morning, Glenn. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. All right. Well, yes, we hear about these young people that are going into big cities and going in, like, to have lunch at McDonald's or Burger King or whatever else, and then they become animals where they jump on the tables and throw right. things and, you know, have, um, you know... Food fights, and I know you always relate to food fights during the holidays, and right. sometimes in, in a cutesy way. But but this happened in Wheatland on Saturday night, and I, this bowling establishment has only been opened a year. And this man, and he used to work at the plant here, but he and his wife and his mother and kids, they all work, and then he gives jobs to other you know young people. So it's established uh, business and much needed here. So anyway, the uh, Fraternal Order of the Police Department asked if they could have their annual Christmas party there Saturday night. And what happened was the young uh, children, and and I'm not sure what age because I wasn't there. And um, but I, you know, and they so they proceeded to have their 
food fights and then proceeded to do different things and not acting properly in his establishment. So I said, well, because I know this, we bowled on Sunday to make up a game because I bowl every Tuesday there. But anyway, and I said, what, what happened? He said, uh, well, we had a party here last night and, um, I said, well, why didn't you call the police to come in and stop what was going on? And he said they were the police. Wow. Okay. So they are the police that, okay. So, um, is there a video that's recorded? Do you know of this? Or sometimes it's You know, I don't know whether he has any type of, um, I would say evidence or, you know, any type of, but yeah. he said it was, uh, he couldn't believe it. Well, you know, he's only had it for a year. So this type of situation with uh, the police department hasn't happened before. Right. So he didn't know. And, and it was, it's just kind of uh, not surprised because um, a lot of young people that you see out and about um, do a lot of things in different restaurants or different mm. establishments. And, and you wonder where's, who's in control. Yeah. And if it is the but police, who do you call? Just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you call if it is the police anyway? Okay. Well, well be- the only thing, the only thing I can give, uh, you know, because I, we were supposed to bowl last night. And of course, they called it because of this weather. Now, we don't have a lot of snow up here. We maybe had a couple of inches, and of course, it blew around. So we're not, you know, really got a lot of drifting or anything like that, thank God. But um, we had our bowling canceled for last night. And uh, so, but I, I am very, I'm very concerned about this. So I don't know what direction, whether I go to yeah. the mayor and the town council. It, first off, I'd say make sure you can find some kind of evidence. That's why I was asking, is it caught on camera anywhere? If was somebody, okay. if not on camera in the building, then was somebody using their phone? Because usually when something outrageous is happening, phones come out. And people, exactly. Yeah. So if you could find any kind of evidence of that, then you can probably go to the police chief even and say, who are these guys that work for you? Yeah, it's it's very um, disheartening if yeah. it did go on. And uh, so that's, but I just wanted to have a little input. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, that's, I'd say that's step one between cameras at the bowling alley and is there anyone who posted anything on social media? And there's evidence. Start there. Or do you have any witnesses? Start there. Right. Yeah. All right. Let right. me know what it's happens. A, it's a cute little place, and so we don't, gosh, we don't want to lose anything right. like that in Wheatland, that's for sure. All right. Call me back. Let okay. me know what happens. Th- thanks, Glenn. Sure, absolutely. I will. 942. Wake up, Wyoming. I letting you vent. This is Wake Up, Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Nine forty-eight is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Cambino joining me. Okay, Frank, having a bit of a debate with some listeners and followers of mine on social media, and I'm asking you to help settle it. All right, let's go. All right. And so there's a old timey ad that was used to be in a magazine, and there's a Christmas tree, and the wife is blindfolded, but the husband is taking off the blindfold to show her her new present under the tree. 
which is a vacuum cleaner. Oh. Now I'm thinking. <laughs> let, let me tell you this. Yes. Now it, it's two ways. Nowadays, yeah. the wife goes, "You got me a vacuum." Yeah, I, I'm going to hit you over the head with it. I found a cartoon that the guy was getting his wife an iron, and the lady at the counter, the register, was saying, "I suggest you get a helmet to go with that." <laughs> so now, my there were actually some people who jumped in and said, "Well, what's wrong with getting somebody something to eat?" And no, Frank. To no, me. No. Now, I'll say this. Yes. Um, I actually, for the first time a couple of weeks ago, I saw one of those Roombas. Yes. You know, that goes along the floor automatically and okay, hits see, the walls that take, and turns you, around. And, see, now and, you don't have to do anything. That's taking work away from you. No, 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 no. But I'm buying that for her yes. so she doesn't so have to. So she doesn't do have it. to. Right. Okay. See, my point is Christmas is about toys. Well, the Roomba's a toy. I mean, yeah, the, well, dog, the go, dog's yeah. chasing around. Especially the, the cat loves it. The cat loves to ride the thing, yeah. yeah. If I were to buy a Christmas present for you, and Frank, you can forget it. That's never happening. But if I were I want to, a vacuum. I need I, one. If I were to, I would get you, like, something for golf. Yeah. Something that you enjoy. Yeah. I know Frank enjoys this, so this is... How about, would you like a gift certificate to go to some of Wyoming's beer places and try their beer yes you would love something like yes. that okay you yes, see yes, yes, that's yes. what christmas to me is all about so i would never like when i bought my father christmas presents i never he was a builder i never bought him tools is that's work related yes hey dad i got you a lawnmower no, no yeah that's why i said i know i can say this because he doesn't listen my brother-in-law is getting from Wyoming, which makes it more authentic, from Chugwater, Wyoming, a Red Rider BB gun. Yeah, you told me that. Because he loves the movie, you see. So the debate that I'm having with a few people online is some people are like, no, what's wrong with getting her that? I'm, well, how many days you want to sleep on the couch? Yeah, ask her. See, see, see if she wants a vacuum. Yeah, okay. So I would find the wife anything. What, what are her interests? What does she like to do? What would make her happy? And if you want to buy her a new vacuum cleaner, do it during the middle of the year sometime. Just one day she opens up the closet and there's a new vacuum in there. Yeah. That she would appreciate. Indeed. And maybe she likes vacuuming. Major League Baseball, Cheyenne Brandon Nimmo finally got a big money contract. He re-upped with the New York Mets for eight years, $162 million. He was the first-round draft pick of the Mets in 2011 after a great career with the Cheyenne Post 6 American Legion team. This past season, he hit 274 with 16 home runs and scored 102 times, which was a career best. Plus, he's turned into a solid outfield defensively, so he is going to get paid. He's going to make $18 and a quarter million dollars in 2023 and $20 and a quarter million dollars from 2024 through 2030. College track and field cast for native and Kelly Walsh grad Cam Burkett named the Mountain West Conference Freshman of the Week. Burkett threw 57 feet and a half inch in the shot put it in meet at last week against the South Dakota School of Mines. Burkett holds the UW freshman record already. It's 57 feet, five and a, five and a half inches and owns the Wyoming High School overall record in the shot put by at 65 feet, 10 and a quarter inches. High school wrestling season kicked off over the weekend with more than a few tournaments. That Charlie Lake Tournament Cheyenne East was huge, which in included a field of 76 wrestlers on the girls' side. Girls' wrestling is a sanctioned sport this year, and interest is high, to say the least. On the boys' side of the Charlie Lake, Cheyenne Central had three champions. 
120-pounder Wyatt Weiss, 182-pounder Jack Ring, and 220-pounder Keegan Bartlett. Pa- Powell also had their annual season opening meet with Natrona having four guys who took second. Tristan Trombola at 113, Jamison Simons at 113, Bo Russell at 152, and Noah Sides at 195. National Hockey League, the Colorado Avalanche winner over the Philadelphia Flyers last night, 3-2, or Turi Lekkonen with a shorthanded goal plus an assist. The Avs, who are the defending state uh, Stanley Cup champions, are 15-10-2. They'll host Buffalo tomorrow in Denver. Juco basketball, the Casper College women, they're 12 and 1. They're ranked 10th in the country. After three wins in the Gillette tournament and a victory over the Wyoming All-Stars over the weekend, the T-Birds will be in Las Vegas for a tournament uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, meeting Southern Idaho, Utah State Eastern, and Salt Lake Community College. Casper College men, 11 and 4, after a loss to Trinidad and a win over North Platte at the NJC tournament. And the LCCC women from Cheyenne, they won 8 in a row and sit at 12 and 3 after victories over a couple of club teams from Colorado. Their next game will be January the 6th against Otero, Colorado. Same time, same thing for the Golden Eagle men who won't play until after the new year. The guys are 7-5 and five after a loss to NJC and a win over Lamar down in Sterling, Colorado. That's it in sports. Now, I've been saying I want to put you in the holiday spirit. Yes. Have some good stories, good mood. So, you know, the weather... You know, that vacuum been... sounds actually a pretty good idea. I need yeah. one. Well, Can you okay. give me a Roomba? There's about 400 yeah. bucks. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not spending 400 bucks. Come on, on man. Forget it. No, but uh, there is... Uh, a whole bunch of people the past couple of days have been showing up to the stuff the van thing. Yes, that, is, you know, the generosity is amazing, isn't it, it? Yeah, despite the weather. It doesn't matter what the weather is. People are showing up and delivering toys. So for those who want to join me today, I'm in front of the Walmart east side of Casper, Wyoming. That's one on 2nd Street. You'll see us there. You'll see the whole encampment. Yesterday, Frank was miserable, and it, oh, didn't, sure it, it did not matter. Oh, you still had traffic coming yes, in to give? Yes, we did. See? Excellent. Puts you in a good mood, right? Yes. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National, local, update on new weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. So I can't.